0: No, you never talk about your money. Right, so Liverpool in the 80s, you'd have no idea.
1: No, no. Well, the only idea was that Kenny was on far more than (laughs) we were. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The Football Pod on OTB Sports. In partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. How are you all doing? We're back on Zoom. The Football Pod Paddy Andrews is with me James O'Donoghue How are you boys? Oh, that was, was great good. Fresh great after Great last week, lads. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> That was a big one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah First 18 months later Yeah, we had a great night Yeah, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? Go we'll crack now, yeah
2: Friday was tough now But, uh Got to see all managed To get out of Castle Bar Safe and sound.
1: So we all got home Got down the road Got through it We had an alright weekend, James I did? Um-
0: yeah Tough day okay. in work now, all right? Friday. <laughs> it was a little bit late, and in fairness, they they were worried about it. And the yeah, game yeah. Sunday then, which we lost. fortunately. Oh. Lost to Doctor Crooks. It's not nice. The rivals. Yeah, uh, we were doing alright. We got a man sent off then, and they pulled away. They're a good side, to be fair. Mm. They're senior. Attention. We were intermediate this year, so they we won't be worrying about them too much anyway. Do you know. Okay. Would well, there a big
2: crowd at that from the town? Though.
0: No. No, it would be if it was. It was only county league. If that was a championship match, I'll be packed, all right? One house. Or if yeah. It was, yeah. But uh, I, no, there was only a
1: few of it. Let me guess. Sunday midday, so you missed Armagh. or Sunday probably afternoon, so you missed the Armagh to game, and you probably missed the Munster hurling final as well.
0: I cut the second half
1: of the hurling final. Okay, and the extra time. Yeah, Paddy. Something else, lads. I'll paint the picture for you. On Go the on. left-hand side of the pitch, probably the wrong side. He lines it up outside of the boot, and he splits the posts. James had done his point that was sent into us 50 times at the weekend. Amazing. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Tony, Tony Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited to for very minute. Similar, yeah. Have you ever <laughs> seen anything like Tony Kelly's equaliser Paddy? No. Uh,
2: I was jumping up. I was. I was kind of there. Uh, I was watching with my wife and uh, the, the, from the very first whistle it was an incredible game which was yeah, it's okay. obviously a, a huge event. And sometimes the games don't live up to that. But yesterday, like Twitter was absolutely hopping right from the first whistle. And you're thinking, "Geez, how can Clare keep this up? But to be fair, Limerick were given as good as they were getting. And they carried on for the next hour and a half. It was incredible stuff. There was probably a little bit of a drop-off. I think it didn't seem like anyone could miss the first half. James Flanagan, Tony Kelly was off the charts in the first half. And then second half, it kind of got a bit scrappy. There's a lot of wides the first 10-15 minutes and then coming down the stretch again, it just took off. And he's thinking, I was kind of shouting for Claire. I don't know really the why. I have no real affiliation to either, but just the underdog story. And Hannon hits that point and you think that's it. Lebrick pulled it out of the bag. Because Tony Kelly would have taken off the freeze as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: Duggan had taken the last two. And the sideline, and you're thinking,
2: don't go for that. like It's so low percentage. And he just... The cameras from behind on Twitter. You, you shared one last night. On
1: yeah. Fan footage. Unbelievable. That is incredible yeah. to see.
2: And I, yeah. I have to say, it was, I jumped off the couch. <laughs> I did. I couldn't believe it. And then Limerick just did a Limerick an extra time, didn't they? Yeah. Pulled away. and I never looked like losing an extra time, but it was just, it was class. It was class to watch though, I have to say.
0: But but even for Hannon to launch that one, to put yeah, them yeah. one up, was... Out of
2: nowhere, like... That leadership.
0: wasn't done either. It was an absolute oh. monster. Yeah. But Tony Kelly's one. I'd love to actually know because we were actually saying it during the match. We're saying sideline cuts aren't actually an advantage to the attacking team because no one knows where it's going. Sometimes, like Liverpool, so short with the ball, don't they? Like they just
2: do. obviously is yeah. tactic, like they just pull five yards to someone there. Like,
1: whereas Leclerc score would have been like scored two, of them, like, like Canning goes through them. Do you know Joe Canning goes from just player the odd player on every team that'll be able to take them but yeah
0: it's some advantage but I'd love to know if if Tony Kelly put that down ten times how many is he is he putting it doesn't over? matter he did it when he needed it he did it when he needed it with tired we hands tired legs pressure on last and He second, missed the couple
2: that's, that's the thing and he was taken off the freezer Go what
0: mentality what the monster
2: yeah
1: you know do you know like when you're building these players that are just they have, to have that something extra about them obviously the amount of hard work that goes into being the type of player that Tony Kelly is is, is is evident to see like he's incredibly fit he's well conditioned he's obviously practicing all the time but there has to be a little sprinkling of something that when the moment stardust. presents itself that bit of stardust that when the moment presents itself I'm taking that and I'm, mm. I'm nailing it you know
0: he didn't even think twice. Like, no. it's not like he, he put it down and was kind of throwing up grass to judge the wind and kind of <laughs> lining it up like a putt. He just well threw it down short down like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He didn't he even was, think about putting a, put a shot. He, like.
1: he was in a flow state. I, yeah, you'd wonder did he even think. And even, one of, do you see one of the Limerick fans? It was a very poor attempt, but he threw a bottle as well. And I don't even know if it went into Kelly's eye line, but it went about 10 really? yards beyond him. You know, it wasn't as good as Lee Keegan's GPS throwing What are The Limerick
2: front. supporters?
1: Yeah, from, from the stand. In that, video i share if you watch it, there's a bottle that goes five yards over kelly's head and lands maybe five yards in front of him
2: bit of respect please. shocking
1: shocking what? stuff but it didn't faze him didn't faze him at all unbelievable stuff yeah it was class it was,
2: it was good to watch so it was a day watching the two damn yesterday our bathroom yeah probably wasn't as exciting as the puts the hurt final unfortunately but uh
1: some good stuff too no that was a that was a nice sunday afternoon but, yeah. You didn't dual screen it, Patty, did you? I was dual screening them hurling. It was very difficult. I have to admit, I was struggling. I was struggling to keep up with both games. I had Leach from Sligo on GA go at the same time. And that was a very, very dramatic game, too. Went to penalties. Yeah. Leach, we might come to later on. Leach had a goal in extra time that got disallowed. Mars Deegan awarded it. The two umpires called him back. I was like, there's no way he was inside the square. Rewinded on GA go. Took a screen grab. He's a yard outside the square when the ball is played to him. Shane Moore. So a goal exactly. the next time,
2: the, the, the umpire is sticking their oar in. Anytime you're looking yeah. for them to do something that they have Steve. a clue and they're trying to pass yeah. the book and then they get involved there, and it's a horrendous call. Look, the yeah. photo show it. Uh, and probably, probably that, that could have got Leitrim over the line, probably would have, but umpires wouldn't be a, wouldn't be white cup of tea. Anytime but, you need them, they're nowhere to be found. Like,
0: yeah, if there's not a decision to be made, just don't make a decision. Like, he there was no reason to call that. Yeah. Especially when it was, when one said it was and one said it wasn't, just very unfair.
1: Oh. And that Deegan, had, was, like, Deegan had a word of the goal. He was gone back to the halfway line and yeah, it him just, back. It took about a minute, ninety seconds to make the decision. Then,
0: so yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's. But your it's Tommy
2: was coming through, and I was like, "This has got to pedos. And I'm looking at the phone, and the monster hurdle finals yeah. down the stretch as well. I was like, mm. "I can't do it." Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. invested in the monster hurdle finals, so I already seen that the penalties back later on.
1: The, 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 no, Slig- little- the Sligo penalties were good, but the Leitrim keeper got his hand to a few of them. They squirmed under him. Yeah. Um, two of the Leitrim penalties were saved by Aiden Devaney. So it was just an awful way to lose because uh, Sligo now in, in normal time, I felt were probably stronger for a good bit of the second half. Yeah. Pulled away, there were five points clear. But then some of the clutch efforts from Keith Byrne and the, the end of that normal time, lads, were just... Mm. It was brilliant. I think looking at those games and look at some of the... Not necessarily the coverage, but the kind of the high scoring, the fact that London have gone or Sligo have gone to extra time against London and the penalties against Leitrim, the player teams playing each other at a similar level, it's uh it's exciting that Sligo and Leitrim were still competing in a game that mattered at the exact same time as the Munster hurling final, one of the great Munster hurling finals.
2: Do you know what? what it's got to be, lads, and Sunday just showed again. We're getting into the business end of about the Celtic Cup and the All Ireland. We are going to see penalty shootouts. No. <laughs> we're going to see an All-Ireland semi-final or final goal to penalties God,
0: let there be a penalty in, in, in Croker.
2: Croker with a full house it's coming <laughs> lads it's coming the dra- we've had a couple already but there's got to
1: be a big one in Croker guaranteed before the end of the season I think 100% it, I think it'll have to happen this year because I have a feeling they'll pull it at some stage
0: really? Mm. What, what's dude, the alternative? bring back the replays,
1: back I, replays. I, I, I just don't think they're going to stick with penalty shootouts they right don't now.
0: have the time for replays do they?
1: No, they don't. But if, if you figured out the calendar a little bit, I just have a feeling they're not going to stick with them. Something about it just doesn't feel very GA. But, hold on.
2: I'm just... The players, it's difficult. And mm. I'm sure Leach and I'm sure Handy are gutted on a way to lose a game like that. And I've seen negative reactions. In, there was a couple of hurling ones as well, underage, and reaction on Twitter. The drama, lads. Mm. Like, if it is... Dublin Kerry in a semi-final at Crow Park which is 80,000 people at it and it's penalties like that is phenomenal stuff <laughs> like it's horrendous it's for the players I get you the G- they don't really care about the players anyway <laughs> we know that <laughs> <laughs> so they'd be changing their tune there um, I just we're going to see one lads we are definitely going to see
1: yeah one. I agree I agree look forward to it Well, I rattled through some of the results before we get into some of the talking points. So this weekend, the All-Ireland champions, Tyrone were dethroned. They were knocked out by Armagh, their old foes. Um, 116 to 110. Do you know, it was a fairly convincing win in the end for Armagh. Tyrone didn't really lay upon them in the last 15, 20 minutes. So we'll come back to that in a little while. Armagh have now been drawn against Donegal. Who they played a couple of weeks ago. Go to 15 times this season. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> down in Cork, Mickey Hart's tactics came in for a bit of um I don't know whether the people were surprised by it, but but Loud have played like that for a lot of this year. They had yeah. quite a defensive setup. Felt like at times Cork were there to be got at. Cork won by four points, two twelve to two eight, quite a close game, but Cork are true now, they go on to play Limerick. That game is not in a neutral venue, it's actually in Parkie Queeve because of a pre-existing agreement between the two counties. So that game's in Parkie Queeve. Armagh Donegal next weekend is going to be in Clonus. We're going to be previewing the games in a couple of minutes time. I was at Cusick Park for Clare and Meads. Strange game. Of, I'm not going to say poor. I'm a strange game of football. Clare won 11, Mead won 9. Clare had enough chances to win this game by 20 points. Harry Hogan, the Mead goalkeeper, got caught for the first goal. A high ball dropping in. Pierce Lillis flicked it in. He made three point blank saves. Saved the yeah. penalty as well. Something happened with the penalty and I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on it. David Tuberley's lining up to take it. The referee comes in and sends him over to the sideline to change his jersey. Toberty has what to wait 90 seconds. blood, was it? I, I was behind the goal. I couldn't spot him. There must have been something small. There must have been to a be, speck. Yeah. That's yeah. Can you not let him take the penalty and then change it afterwards? I don't know. Do you reckon a that's why he missed it? A well, it gave Brian Menton time to go into Harry Hogan. And I don't know how Menton knew what way Toberty was taking his penalties. Much of a drone down in Doombeg, But he told Hogan where he was going to go. Hogan showed him the side. Totally side-footed it, Hogan saves it. You reckon he How told them where he was going to go? It That's felt like taking that.
0: all the credit away from Hogan. And Hogan did exceptionally well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like we said, even with Tony Kelly's one, right? Mm. he went over, put it down, snapped it over, celebrate, boom, we're back. Whereas if he had to go and run over to the sideline and think about it, yeah. does it become a harder shot? I think it does. With a penalty, there's so much pressure on a penalty. You just want it to be, just, just put hit. it down, hit it, get nice. out of there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's how it, I felt.
0: I would say it did affect
1: him. I thought it was cruel on unproperly. But anyway, that's what, me who the ref? over. Who
2: was the ref? Go on. David,
1: um, say. I forget. I'm gonna to have to go back and check. Goff. No, it wasn't David Goff. David Goff. David Goff. I'm not sure David Goff do that. Uh, it wasn't Goff. Um, I don't know. I, all there are somewhere for he's caught caught the eye this weekend. Obviously, Banty wasn't too happy he with did. with Ooh. Cassidy. Said that mm. they were robbed. Banty said that. In 20 years of management, he's never had a go with a referee. I do not know if that's true or not. I'm sure Pat McEnany <laughs> makes him firm. That is <laughs> true.
2: That is. It's the <laughs> lies that hurt the most. Yeah.
1: That, that, open in 20
2: head. years, he's never challenged a ref. Banti, come on.
1: Why would I give out a better ref? Should my own brother's a ref. Um, yeah, yeah a so matter. Mayo <laughs> 113, <don't talk. laughs> man in 12 points. I'd say they do talk. Mayo 113, man in 12 points. Mayo got through it. I don't know whether it was us being in Castle I was surprised lads with how dark that part of the conversation got in Castlebar at a roadshow. The roadshow is obviously available on YouTube. Go back and watch the last 40 minutes. They were
2: rattled weren't they? Mayo they support. were. I'm surprising yeah. because, surprised because my experience with Mayo is they always think they're going to win yeah. even if they're not yeah. favourites and then Arriving down last week, obviously, and catching up with, with obviously Keith and, and Andy and a few people around there, there was a, a negativity around that it's kind of doom and gloom and not very comfortable going into that game against Monaghan. But there was a big crowd, obviously, watching it on TV, there was a big mm. crowd in McHale Park. It was good weather and they got off to a very good start Um and in vintage Mayo style, nearly managed to throw it away themselves, but... Like, I know the referee decisions will come in for a bit and um, will feel hard help what they were a the better team but, but they, they should have been out of sight before we even get to the yes. critical penalty or non-penalty decision and injury time. but uh, yeah.
1: they're
2: on their own again
1: they'll get a bit of a bet about that and they play till there this weekend so. they definitely will and Glenn Ryan don't know whether he knew what way the draw was going to go but Glenn Ryan was in Castlebar a very fruitful visit he uh, got a scouting mission in so we got to see Mayo Monaghan so we're going to come back to that we're definitely going to be talking about Mayo Monaghan in a couple of minutes time the Talchian Cup New York their first game of the Talchon Cup they were knocked out by Offaly 317 to 11 points Carlo's year has come to an end after they Betta the last time they just couldn't catch Westmead Westmead won by 121 to 213 Cavan a 9 point win over Fermanagh Thomas Galligan scored a goal after 14 seconds in this game Torek Faulkner got their second 216 to 13 points and Sligo of course as we mentioned earlier a dramatic game against Leitrim in a packed Sean Park McDermott with a, it was rocking. Sligo won four three on penalties. The game finished one nineteen to two sixteen after extra time. Cracking game of football. So the Touching Cup semi-finals are going to be the following weekend, June nineteenth, a Sunday to have it to themselves. Offaly versus Westmead a local derby, and Cavan versus Sligo. So they are going to be two good games in Croker. We'll come back yeah, to them next week in right the pod. Now. As we mentioned, the qualifier draw was made this morning for this weekend. We have Clare Roscommon and Crow Park, Mayo, Clare and Crow Park, a doubleheader that Paddy Andrews is going to be at. We've got Cork and Limerick and Parkie Cueve on the Sunday, and Armagh, Donegal and Clonus. Before we move on, Paddy, Croker, are you looking forward to it? Nonsense. i am annoyed with this. <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. How many times are they going to do this? Like those games, Clare Mayo, Roscommon and Clare, there will be 40,000 people between both those games. Why in God's name are they continuing to do this? Roscombe and Clare play it in Portleash or Tullamore What's with a needed, full house. Yeah. Look at the atmosphere in all the Munster Hurling Championship games. Look at the Ulster Championship games. Look at the Gaelic ground or the Athletic grounds yesterday for a man thrown. The games in Crow Park, anyone who had the misfortune of watching the Leinster hurling final on Saturday night was the latest disaster that they've had in Crow Park with no atmosphere, no energy in the game. Kildare Mayo, like, play that game in, play that one in Portnish on Saturday, play the other one in Tullamore, and you'll get full houses for both of them. Yeah, Savage atmosphere. Crow Park will be soulless on on Sunday, or this Saturday. And it's like, why? Why are they doing this? Every single person, coaches, players, media is saying this, and they just keep doing. It. I couldn't believe when I seen that these games were put in Croker. There's no need for it. It's not like oh, I would say, "Tell the to Cup Semi Final, we've we've guaranteed our or Leinster Final or whatever it is. These games should not be a Croker." I'm gonna go. I ain't gonna be happy about it. I'll have my free coffee and my free sandwich in the press <laughs> box, which is the only plus out of it. But look, those games could be really good. I think they'll be good games, but they could be brilliant events if they're in a provincial grill with a full house on a Saturday night. Good for the local economy, wherever it is, if it's Tullamore, if it's Portland, totally. wherever, hmm. like Croker on Saturday night. I'm not looking forward to it, I have to say.
0: Yeah. They just don't, they don't get to the, to the same level as a game that's packed out in terms of the crowd. The crowd offer a component to the game, a massive component to the game. So it, do, it can't get to the white heat sense of a championship match without a full crowd. Like that, that's one of the most important parts is the crowd going mental as it comes down the stretch and the game is close it's championship so, that's what championship yeah. is about yeah. but people, it's, it's
2: the same it's thing on Sunday lads like Corky Quave, Cork and Limerick 10,000 10, of that 10,000 in that game in Ennis like oh, <laughs> it's, they're, rough, they're not going to change you don't listen to anyone like say the GAA are doing their own thing and fair play to them but as a product the amount of, this is literally coming up every week with these games are going Crow Park's an amazing place, save it for the biggest games where there's yeah. gotta be an atmosphere where you're gonna get at least 60 plus thousand. Yeah, like it's not even gonna come close to that and on Saturday asking people to come up to Dublin. Obviously, the stuff outside of that economically with Cost travel metro, yeah. and, and hotels and yeah. all that stuff, like so true. Oh, it's just nonsense, but they don't care, they're not listening to us.
1: So it's a pity because, like going to a pack championship game when you're a kid. That's when memories are made, and you're like, "I want that. I want to be out there." Like, yeah. sure, you look at Crow Park on the TV and an All Ireland final, you're like, "Imagine that's a dream. I want to play there when I'm older." Yeah, but it's, it's eighty like, thousand. Of it. That's not. Or yeah, that's seventy thousand. That's the real Crow Park. That's the real championship feeling. But if you're not going to get that in these games.
2: Well, I think you it will suit. If you, us. if you look right, the Leinster Hurdle final on Saturday night, compared to yeah. twenty four hours later, a full house in Turles. Yeah. Monster the hurling final, and look at the the atmosphere, the quality of the games. There's not one single person talking about the length of the hurdle final.
1: There wasn't one empty seat, and the state of the weather. Everyone got absolutely soaked. I was an ender. Yeah, it, lo- it was a lovely
2: day, don't play <laughs> on Saturday <laughs> evening. Great time to go in for a game.
1: But, yeah, but, well, whatever. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. We're going to get into our previews now. There are ga- The games are good. Like the draws are yeah. good. Whatever way they've fallen this time, we've got two Division One. I- Uh, matchups again so the games are going to be competitive once more and I suppose that is one thing that we can look at as a plus I'm really looking forward to looking at or finding out how you guys feel about both of these games before we move on James one last one on our show in Castle Bar a couple of great stories on the night from both of you boys Keith Higgins was in flying form we have a lot of questions coming in did did you really bench 100kg no
0: I didn't didn't squat that (laughs) (laughs) deadlifting 100 benching 50 no I couldn't do it, my shoulders. I don't know. I said that clearly messing because the ref was like, was, was saying that I was just a dweeb basically. Like, so I said, I, I can do it, but no. That's I couldn't
2: pick a bigger number than 100. Like, I know. we are uh, making it up.
0: Like, uh, dumbbell bench was all I could do. I'd do maybe... It's funny. Two 37 and a halves, yeah. Okay. But, uh, that's, that was your max. That's good going. For, what was your set, max, Paddy? Sets of, sets of 25.
2: Uh, I do warm-ups thirty-seven and
1: a half. and a half. Did you see the photo SportsFile tweeted today of the Limerick boys celebrating? Oh, reckless. Dude, do you I see Sean, do you see Sean Finn? They're all
2: animals. But like animals. you know, when they're walking around the parade or they're just going.
1: Is there lads is there lads like that in every dressing room? Like I've never seen someone that ripped on a J Field. I
0: mm-hmm. think the hurling fellas are, are in better, say, muscular shape. But I okay. don't think they, they they do as much running. Okay. I would say that even in a game, they probably I asked Keith actually and he, he disagreed with me but I reckon they do a lot less running in the match and in training.
2: Oh yeah, I appreciate
0: it. So, so um, I reckon that they could concentrate more on the gym in that sense but I don't think that the, the football teams would be in that kind of shape. Maybe I'm wrong but anyone the do look, look like, like that? They're lifting massively. Behind closed
2: mm-hmm. doors? What a few maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. A few, yeah, but down no, it but like like the boys have been at that for a few years now. That team yeah. is on their own training four or five years. You don't get into that nick over three or four months. Like that's yeah, time and sacrifice, and that's that's the name of the game. they they got away with it yesterday again, and they just seem to have that mentality, don't they? It's just like yeah. we've spoken about it so many times in this in relation to football teams. Once you get a couple of wins, that gives you that confidence in those tight games. And you could see it again yesterday with, with Limerick obviously we went at the extra time. They just didn't seem like losing it. As brilliant as Clare Um, yeah, that bit of experience. And it helps when you're, you've absolutely jacked 15 lats that are animals, animals. Well. Absolutely yeah, animals. That, I'm sure that helps as well.
1: Well, you are listening to episode 21 of the Football Pod with Paddy Andrews <coughs> and James O'Donoghue. As you mentioned, we had a great night in Castleberry the other night. So thank you to everyone who came along to it. And everyone who's watched the show so far on YouTube or listened on, on podcast. You can still check it out. The first hour, I would say, is very much relevant at any time. Loads of great stories and fun and crack. And then we got into a bit of a Mayo Man and preview that Kildare fans might want to listen to it because Paddy Andrews throws it open to the crowd at one stage. <laughs> that could have gone any way, Paddy, when you said, "Lads, what do you think? And all you hear back is, it was shite. It was terrible. <laughs> But and they were right. And they were, they were. Yeah yes. No they were They were So have a listen back to that The Football Pod is brought to you every week by AIB Proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship Check out hashtag the toughest for more We're going to be back right after these Talking about this weekend's qualifier action You're very welcome back to the Football Pod With Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue Lads I think I want to start with Armagh Tyrone Ooh. This weekend Paddy I'm going to throw it to you first here yep. MCGinney possibly got one of the biggest wins of his championship reign over Armagh it's a massive one he's knocked out the reigning All-Ireland champions
2: oh it's, a, it's definitely his biggest win in the championship this is eighth season there and we we've spoken about Armagh a lot and their progression over the last number of years they've now over the last two or three seasons they've consolidated themselves as a top division one team that's the first stage of it. we've used like Monaghan as an example we that where they're are playing, they're hanging on. They're usually involved the in relegation, but for six, seven years, they've been in Division One. And that just gives you a solid base to go for. We said, like, Derry's success was nearly even more stunning last week because they've kind of jumped the queue. They've done it yeah. the other way around, where they, where they haven't got into Division One yet, but they've won the Ulster Championship. Whereas Armagh was the exact opposite of that. They could sell them saves Division One, but they had not won any big championship games. And I don't know if they were beaten, is McGeady under pressure? Yes. Possibly. I'd say probably would have been. I'd say probably... Because it was getting to become a monkey on their back. We expected big things of them uh, seven weeks ago in Bally Buffet, and they were so flat that day. Dunygal mm-hmm. totally swallowed them aside. So it was, there was big pressure, on the big pressure on both teams. And we're getting to that stage of the season where, where it's knockout. If you don't perform, you're out. And they didn't get a great start. Did Conor McKenna's goal. And it's funny when you look at that goal... Both teams, the athletic grounds is a tight pitch. Both teams play relatively defensively. But defenders can kind of get into a complacent, a, a, it can be a bit complacent because there's so many bodies back there that they don't, you can get caught between two stools between actually defending and just go, well, I don't need to do this because I have six lads beside me. And Michael McKernan's run for Conor McKenna's goal because he just has intent. And, and this is what we were, we were so frustrated with Donegal the week before, yes. where everything was so lateral and you're not really probing, you're not penetrating, you're not challenging the defenders. Michael McKiernan, maybe because he is a defender and he has pace, just says, I'm cutting straight through, goes by about five armad defenders. No one gets a hand on him. And Conor McKenna gets the goal. And it's a great start for Tyrone. And you're thinking, OK. They've learned their lessons from Derry. This is the sting in the tail. I and We spoke with this last week. I expected Tyrone to win this one. I was waiting to go, surely, surely the All-Ireland champions have something about them that are going to turn it around. And that was probably as good as it got for Tyrone. after that. Armagh made a couple of changes. Obviously, uh, Soupy Campbell started the game. Yes. A massive impact. Gets man of the match. Couldn't, started really well. Drifted out of it and then became massive at the end again. Reid O'Neill grew into the game. He was probably quiet again. He played out the pitch. Mm-hmm. The we're going to flood bodies back. But the, the key word I wrote watching this game, any time man attacked with intent, they hurt Thoreau. Mm-hmm. And, and we've said it. We're going to see these blanket defences. We're going to see bodies back. We're going to see it again in Clonus on Sunday when Armagh played Donegal. The blueprint, man were so timid against Donegal. They brought yep. everyone back. They had no intensity in their attack. They learned their lessons. Look at Aidan Nugent's goal. It's a 45-yard kick pass in, and he skins Benny Tague. That, that was a risk. Thrown played, gave him a rookie his debut, and it did not work out. And, and to be fair, he gets skinned for the goal, for Nugent's goal. But that's a kick pass inside. Jason Duffy as well, takes on Ronan McNamee. Pace, score. Mm-hmm. Reed O'Neill, with the two unbelievable scores in the second half to seal the deal. Stephen Campbell and Andrew Murnins from long range, like 60-yard kick passes from for Reed O'Neill. It just shows our man can do these things. Uh,
1: yeah, it, for I'm,
2: some, some I'm, reason against Sonny they just didn't do it. It was like yeah. there were two. They stayed in their shell yeah. so it. much, and and they learned their lessons from that. Any time they kick the ball, and there's a risk against throw because Throne hurts your turnovers, But once they started kicking the ball inside or they just attacked at pace, they said, right, get runners off the shoulders. Let's be direct against this Tyrone defence. And Tyrone had no answers for that. And that's a lesson for Arba for Sunday. Eight weeks ago, they were flat. They didn't fire a punch really against Donegal. They've learned valuable lessons from that win at the athletic round. It's a big win for them. They're still up against it, but to knock out Tyrone convincingly, six point winners and they were full value for it's a massive win for Mcginnie, and a massive win for Iowa
1: they definitely were James as Paddy mentioned our man made a couple of changes they brought in um, Stephen Campbell I'd be interested to get yes. both of your takes on the perception of a player like Stephen Campbell he's definitely been a bit of an impact sub over the last couple of years maybe a finisher somebody comes in in the last 20 minutes James when you were looking at Campbell there as Paddy mentioned he goes out of it a bit towards the end would he have proven himself now as a starter to Kieran Mcginnie? because he definitely hasn't nailed down a certain place over the last four or five years. He
0: hasn't, but you see, you have to weigh it up as a player. He wants to have an important role, obviously, but I think that his role coming off the bench was just as important. Like, it was not like he was sidelined and, mm. and he, was, he was always you know, in the mix. put out the corner. He was always coming on and actually making a big contribution in the big game. So he was on the field when maybe the intensity had dropped a little bit and he could get scores and create scores at the right time. So is it a fitness thing that maybe he's come on a bit recently or they just wanted him on the field for his experience? But he got two um, and he touched a load of ball. Like, would I start him? Yes, I think he's definitely one of their best forwards. But for it's it must have been a case of will he last the pace to be Mm -hmm. able to come up with the big plays late in the game when they're really needed. Like a point, if it's going down the stretch and it's level or you're a point down. Like that point to get you level late on is far more valuable score than early in the game. Do you know? Like, yeah, like you need a different kind of a personality to step up with those big scores that Stephen Campbell obviously does have. So it'll be interesting to see if he holds his place. I don't think it was ever an ability thing. It must have been a fitness thing because they wanted him on the field late on.
2: Yeah, oh, lad, he's he's nailed on to start. Like the two scores he gets. And to be fair, the way the game starts, a throw could have let him off, a throw bring everyone back. He was getting a lot of ball first 10, 15 minutes. I'd say he's probably highest possession. Kill. He was looking for kick passes inside. You could see there was a bit of okay. They're trying to probe, which which is what you need to do against a blanket defense. But he does go out of it, and not just him. I think Tyrone kind of come back into it just before half time to get a couple of scores to get it back to a point. So our yes. man, not just him, our man were kind of going out of it. But then down the stretch, particularly after Richie Donnelly comes back on, and it's an interesting. I'll talk about that, but. The, the final quarter, our man dominates and he kicks two brilliant scores. Um, the first one he gets after Ethan Rafferty gets his second score <laughs> today. The crowd goes wild. The next play, Campbell breaks and gets a brilliant score. And then he gets that the, the score off Reed O'Neill's 60, 70 yard free and he catches it and spins it over the right. They're iconic scores from
1: sensational. Yeah.
2: And it shows that's down the stretch. So yeah. I don't think it was just him that went out of the game. I think man probably struggled around that that middle period, but uh, he without a doubt, lads, he's going to be playing
1: from yeah. the start. On, yeah,
0: uh, on like, all, I, I
2: don't. I don't think I can afford not to play.
0: Yeah, like all Arma's forwards scored. They did. Yeah. And. I think
1: the thing,
2: off after bench as well.
1: Yeah, and that's up. that's the thing. We saw that impact from the bench. We know that our mark can mix it up. I'd be a big yeah. fan of Andrew Mernon over the last couple of years. And I he
2: got no, an unbelievable one oh. as well. As O'Neill's three as well. <laughs> what a score!
1: Yeah, sensational stuff. And I think James on in, ter- in terms of their setup against Donegal, Jamar Hall started that day. He came on this day. Aiden Nugent, obviously, I think uh, on commentary they were speculating about why Nugent didn't start the last day, but his right card didn't get overturned until very late coming into that yeah. uh, game against Donegal. Um, Nugent he was good.
2: He, he was good. Influential. In first, no, he was He was on the, on Betty's a rookie. Hague, it was Benny first start and it, look, it, it it just didn't go well for him, but he was direct. He was sharp. He kicks one run. He'll be in the mix as well then on,
1: yeah. on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I even just think options, to... You need options because you don't know what's gonna happen. Like week on week on week, you know, there's no there's no big time to, to change tactics or anything. You kinda you kinda go at what you have now. There's mm-hmm. no more time to kind of mess around or experiment. Whoever's playing well is gonna play. It has but to
2: be if that you look, by the time that game rolls around, they lost by seven points. It'll be two months exactly since they lost the Bali Buffet. Donegal annihilated Rafferty's kickout. That's the thing. Probably didn't didn't capitalise on it. They had a lot of bad boys in the first half. Armagh were too conservative in that game. There's no doubt about it. They could not have watched that game back. It's like, why were, the whole performance was flat, but they're coming in, bouncing after the National League, and just going, that, they didn't fire a shot. The only time they troubled Donegal was the 10 minutes after halftime, where they started being direct. Reid O'Neill started playing inside, and it was like, now they're a handful. It was the Armagh we associated they did that at times against Throne on Sunday, and it's worked for them again. To, like, they have to go for this game on Sunday. Do not go to Clonus. Donegal are wounded after losing that Ulster final. Do not go there and try and hold the fort again. It doesn't suit our man, and it didn't suit them two months ago at Valley Buffet. They lost by seven. They could have lost by double figures. It's, Learn the lessons from it. I expect that they will have.
1: It's a very good point, because Donegal were three up at half time. And Mark came out like a train. Patton made a couple of big saves. They left 2 1 or 2 2 behind them. And next thing, Donegal got the next 1 2. Game yeah, over. Great to the goal. And that's it. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think but if it, was, you're that, it was the whole Duny game. Up. That whole game, our was just flat. There was no energy to them. There was no everything we thought was positive about them in the National League. Yeah. Intent. That's what the one word I was writing there watching that game yesterday. Even any time there was intent in their attack and someone had a bit of pace, either with a kick pass. Runners off the shoulders, they hurt the teams. Donegal didn't fire a shot against Derry because they were so passive. Armagh, when they lost to Donegal, were the exact same story. If you're playing against bodies back there, you have to have pace in your play. There has to be intent. If there's not, forget about it. You're going to just be lateral, not challenging defenders for the whole 75 minutes, and it's easy to defend against. And Armagh, like, there's no way McGeady and Donahue, these guys, can look at those performances and look at the game two months ago at Bally
0: Buffet and say right we're going to go with that approach again couldn't be madness I think that to add on to that I think that Armagh not got nervous against Donegal the first time but there was there was a lot expected of them after the National League which was probably a new feeling for them they were like you know we actually have to go out now and, and be on the front foot I think they might have got caught there a little bit so in the next game against Donegal they can actually afford to take more risks with the ball and give the ball away more because we've seen Donegal they don't exactly attack with blistering pace. Donegal are sauntering up the field. So you can actually afford to put some ball in and still have time to get back into our defensive shape. So I think that I think that Armagh will be will be definitely given instruction off off Danny to put some diagonal balls in and then they'll still have time to get back. I have the boys to mix it up with like, That's the thing. So you know, variety is key as well.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what we're expecting is the armada that we may have seen that bit of chaos that we saw a little bit more of that chaos. Saw against Monaghan when they fell short last year, a little bit more of the, the mix, the mixing and up game plan that we saw against the dubs in the league that obviously works so well for them. Yes. That's kind of what we're, we're, we're not, we don't think that they're going to look at the dairy template and say, this is what we have
0: to do to stop done go. No, I, I'd be I'm shocked. Be I, would I would be wa- shocked. They have a template. They have their own template. Mm. They don't have to copy anyone. They don't have to say this is what happened. We'll copy that because if you do that, you've no identity. No one believes in it. You have to have your own traits and go with them. And our man have loads of them. They're great kickers. They're great catchers, and they've always had a good conversion rate in front of goals. Yeah, and they don't have some top quality. So It'd be
2: interesting to see just on it because we like Reed O'Neill didn't play well against what we got on the last day. Brandon McCall kind of wrapped it was him good up. Good job, yeah. It was obviously, such a, a build up for Reed O'Neill going into that game, the suspension and all that stuff. He was quiet enough yesterday against Throne. He was playing out the pitch a bit. If I was Reid O'Neill, I'd be going, I'd be wanting another shot at Brandon McCall here. Yeah. And I'd be saying, put me inside. Give me 15 minutes inside
0: in each half and kick the thing into me. Well, Paddy Lynch made bits of McCall. Yeah. McCall had a brilliant it
2: league. but He, like, he struggled against Paddy Lynch. There's no two ways about it. If I'm, I'm just thinking... I know Donegal won that game, to Vince, but Donegal are ruined it there now. I expect a kick from them and they'll learn lessons from from our man, the improvement they can make from that game of Ballymuffey. And i put the mentality of taking Reid O'Neill, guys like this. Like, the out is going to be massive again, lads. Yes. The Ethan referee, even though he was brilliant from play yes. yesterday, he kicked two inspirational scores. There's issues around the kick-out True. as well. And Donegal are going to be all over that. And if they cause the same havoc there, they won't miss as much again. That could be the win and lose losing over. But you've got someone like Ben Creeley there yesterday. Really stood up. He's a huge guy. Mm. Armat, this is what I'm saying. Take the risk. Kick the bloody thing along. To that, just get a flick on. You see that they didn't convert the goal chance against their own. Campbell probably chooses the wrong pass to Nugent. But yes. that's the type of play you associate with Armat. Attack at pace. And I tell you, that's the thing that would hurt, Donegal. That Donegal do not deal with fast transitions at all. So the template is there. It's our if our, our brave enough to go for it, I think it bounce they've beaten the All Ireland Champions, they've beaten Tyrone the seven days later.
1: McWigan McWigan dragged McCole out a good bit in the Derry Donegal goal game. I know the game was a bit like that, but McWigan did play a lot of his football, even though he started in 14 out around top of the D, out around eleven. Yeah. You like James, as Paddy said there, would you think Reena Real be thinking Put me in there. He's obviously a footballer who can mix it up in the middle third, but that middle third is going to be quite congested. A lot of big men there between Donegal
0: and Armad. Do you think O'Neill should be trying to get out there or staying in around the square to do the down? I'd, st- I'd be staying in. I would be staying in. It's made for him. I yeah. don't think Donegal are that defensive that he is going to be inside there going, oh, there's not a bit of space here. Mm. And there's going if, to be a lot of. If they're, of they're slow
2: transitioning Jimmy, then he's in trouble. There's no point in being in there. But if they're going to kick the True. ball, put
0: him in. True. Absolutely. But. If two kicks, I used to always say, if there's two kicks in the attack, it's almost a guaranteed score. Two successful kicks up the field. Like, there is no defense you can get back in time. So they have the hands up there. Just let the bloody thing in. But if I was yeah. Reno Neal, I'd be saying, I'll stay inside. I, I wonder, is it his call to say, I'm going to drift out? Or is it the lads on the sideline saying, Rean, go out? Like, is it a concentration thing? It does take, it takes a certain type of mentality again to stay inside and not get a kick. For 15 minutes. Harry McBreiety escalate. Like. Yeah. Like you have to you like he's he's one of our man's main players, but you almost have to be a periphery player at the same time if you want to play that role. You have to be willing to just watch a lot of the game. He, he's not
2: a he's not a he's not a natural corner forward. Like there's way like could do that. Mm-hmm. 30
0: minutes each day in. McBreaty could do ball. could do 68.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. He doesn't <laughs> touch the ball and then he just pops up and it's bang.
0: Yeah, that's it's the match savage, for him. Like,
2: yeah. To be similar, probably to Murphy the way we spoke with this earlier on in the season, where yeah, he can do all the other stuff as well. That he'd be frustrated going in there, but I'm ten if he stays in there and a man kicked the ball in, he can win them that game. Yeah, my my half is possessions, but like is he is useful, bloody hand passing the ball across the 65 to James Morgan or something like that and getting it back and hand passing it across the other way.
1: It's like anyone can do that. He's the X factor. Yeah, use him. Well, I, I definitely think having Stephen Campbell and Rory Grugan playing as your your two playmakers in the half-forward line are going to add to it, a you know, and, and that's going to add to the kicking inside. It'd be interesting to see if they mix up that, that full-forward line a little bit more, if they stick with Duffy and Nugent, either side of O'Neill. So that's the m- main part of Armagh Donegal. We have to stick on the kick-outs one more time because Donegal, when they put that full press on Arma, and we were talking about the BBC behind the goal shot, uh, the overhead shot it, w- it was incredible to watch they really put the squeeze on Eaton Rafferty who to be fair is a rookie in goals it's a, a wild card move from McGuini he did it half through the league this year as a pointed out in commentary the weekend Rafferty who kicked two points two exceptional points was actually yeah. I think the fourth highest scorer in championship on the pitch at the weekend like he's been a big man at half forward has kicked his points over the last seven or eight years Um, Gold didn't put the same press on Orange's kick kickouts they didn't put him under the same type of pressure. And a lot of people would have suggested that they could have got joy against Derry in that regard. Mm. Are Donegal going to switch it on again against Rafferty? i going to
0: go after 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> they're going to put 12 up. They're going to put 12 up and they're going to leave. They're be, going to bring a
2: good in. field, that's it.
0: Yeah. They're going to absolutely press the bejesus out of it. But in fairness, <laughs> Danny he, Dan- he loves kickouts. Like he will have, he'll have loads of ideas of getting around it. So I think this, that Armagh will be, they'll have a plan. They won't go in there blind. They'll the, have the only thing, Jimmy,
2: what it looked like in Buffet, it looked like they didn't have a plan.
0: I agree. I think that they, was, they're, they're like, that. they were shocked. They were
2: looking in and going, well, you got someone do this a favor, someone move from him. give him anything, yeah. And it looked like they were just shell shocked, and they kind of gone away with it because Dunningall were so wasteful in front of the goal. Word. Without they, Donegal are going after Rafford because he was he was so influential. The two scores he got were inspirational scores, but he was under pressure on kickouts as well yesterday. True, <laughs> is he throw, better? It's nothing, nothing to, 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 to go off, but Gall will be going after him. And I, I'm just thinking, do you know what, if Dunningall are going to press and they put 12 lads up put the ball on Creeley and just get one flick on yeah uh,
1: that, that might know. be just
0: a little tap long yeah that, that might be literally. where
1: O'Neill slips out as well and gets the ball on the wing and flicks over the top for the runners and Murphy Michael Murphy to McHugh move okay that's yeah. the only goal our Matt. it's going to be exciting I'll come back for your predictions in a little while want to move now on to Crow Park, six o'clock Saturday evening. Paddy, hopefully you'll be warmed up at the stage. Hopefully you'll get a good game despite the lack of a crowd that's going to be there.
2: Okay. There'll be I like...
1: Yeah. mayo Calaire. This game wow. has a bit of history. Newbridge and nowhere from a couple of years ago. Keen O'Neill hey. appearing on the 6-1 news. Mayo's run <laughs> mm-hmm. in 2018 coming to a crashing end in, in Newbridge. Yeah. Kildare had the life sucked out of their excitement around them against Dublin. It was very flat, very poor. All the excitement that we had built up a little bit about them. And I think it was legit. I think there was some good moments that we had seen in the league. There was a bit of excitement at Newbridge when they bet Dublin. There was a good feeling around this management team. It's hard to pick yourself up, James, after a defeat like that to Dublin and now bounce back with Mayo. Or would you be thinking, brilliant, we
0: want Mayo in this game? I think, that, yeah, the latter. I think it's a case of great draw. Really? Great draw. Big game, yeah, big game. It, like it's all or nothing. It's such a risk. If they win it, then they're back up to even higher confidence levels to where they were. And if they lose, they're off. So like, there's no, there's all they can do is just fight for it. But I, I actually do have a great feeling about Kildare. I think today that, that was not <laughs> the real Kildare. I think okay, that was not the real Kildare. What do you think, they're Kildare? were are looking for weekend. an L.
2: Librick out. I had to the lads?
0: that. Well, some of them probably were. But at the end of the day. Where would you get the value? By beating the mayor or by beating the Limerick? Do you know? There's way more value to be got out of beating, beating the Mayo.
2: They're not going to
0: beat Mayo. I think they will. I, Mayo, were, Mayo were bang average <laughs> against I was they, were, were, they, were,
1: they, they only were. needed to get through it though. They yeah, a lot, of, a lot of changes. A lot of changes in that team. A lot of injuries. You got the team obviously on Wednesday night. I didn't believe you. Who's be in the Mayo
2: team for this weekend? Jimmy <laughs> Sources. <the> wh- <laughs> you're talking the horror there today, were you? Right,
0: I don't no, know who back or start. not. <laughs> Will O'Donoghue be back? I have no idea. How sure would I know? I, I, I think that they'll, they'll probably they'll probably save him. Even if he was fit, I'd say 10-15 minutes. He wasn't even
2: tagged at the weekend.
1: No. James came oh. to us in the intermission in Castlebarra behind the stage and said, no Ryan who this weekend. And I was like, where'd you get that? He goes, I have my sources. I didn't believe you. I did not believe you.
0: I sent two texts to see if I could get the team and there was they no team for the players. Well done. Well, I'm telling you, Kildare's forwards, there has to be another kicking in the crop As well, it's their second game in a row in Crow Park, which which is a big thing. You
1: know, what are they going to do? How many games have they had in Crow Park in the last few years, though? And they've had issues.
0: I know, but they're not going to be overwhelmed by the by the setting or anything. They they've been there a couple of weeks ago. They're going to go back in. They have a chance to actually redeem themselves because they were, you know, in the eyes of everyone, they were they look foolish after Dublin game. You know, five Mm -hmm. goals is embarrassing for anyone. So just go out and give it absolute lash. I think they'll, they'll trouble Mayo at the back. I still don't think Mayo are, Mayo are where they should be or where they need to be. Paddy, is the second time now
1: in the space of three days that James Dunne who was backed against Mayo. Yeah. He called yeah. From on him on Thursday night.
2: No, look, if you look at the two most recent games, so look, Kildare's performance, there was issues against Westmead in their Leinster semi-final. They conceded it. way too much against you know, we're all... two sixteen
0: or something, stuff, wasn't it? Was
2: against the Division Three team. Yeah. We felt that that was going to be issues for them against Dublin and it was car crash stuff against Dublin. And even their, their forwards, who was kind of their ace in the hole, didn't perform at all against Dublin, completely shut down. Mm-hmm. So look, look, they're hurting from it, but they would have been shell-shocked by that performance. Like, that, that's a hard one to pick themselves up against. And I understand what you're saying, Jimmy. If, you know, they, they get Mayo and they beat Mayo and Croke, it's like, they're back. They're not back. I think that that performance gets Dublin, and how well they were beating shows that they're not at the top table. So I think maybe they might have been looking going, listen, maybe get a Limerick or a Clare, a slightly friendlier draw, I'll be making it into the All-Ireland quarterfinals then and see where but we're at.
0: But then, they'd, then.
2: Get a, they'd get a hiding in the quarterfinals. Yeah, look, I've don't. i lost a lot of faith in, from what i I just think that performance, mentally that performance was flat. I'm looking at Mayo, I'm looking at Oshin Mullen back to his best. Paddy Durkin back, uh, they, Robbie Henley back at goal. Like yeah, they are stronger. They are stronger than what they were when they lost to Galway uh, Yes, Ryder Dunhu is a loss, and I'd be amazed if in six and seven days he turns around from not even being in the squad in Castlebar to be playing against against Galera. It's He's a groin a injury, loss,
1: groin injury, yeah.
2: Right, uh, forward shooting like, like that's that that'd be a big ass. But I just think. Mayo were great. We'll touch on Mayo and Monaghan uh, separately now but but uh, I just think Kildare the, the feds what are they going to do defensively?
0: Are they gonna I start don't think they'll of... be as worried about like Dublin's forwards are yeah, no, it's, quality not. It, it they got way off. too I think they got too concerned over that and they were dropping back sweepers doing nothing and leaving James, John Small free in front of the goals. I don't think they're going to try anything fancy against Mayo.
1: James do you think Mayo's attack will exploit Kildare's defence the same way that Sean Bugler picked out Conor Callaghan in front of the goals? Three times in that first half.
0: I, I, I personally, I think that Kildare can fix a lot and I don't think that Mayo have the ability to do what Dublin did. Like the, so the with him, forward, you're back in the lilies. I am. I just, I just have a gut feeling on it. I have a gut feeling on it.
2: You, you'd imagine Ushi Mull will be on Daniel Flynn.
0: That'll
1: be a good one. I look forward mm-hmm. to that. Would you, put, would you put Mullen on Flynn? Like, we've seen Mullen go up against the marquee man a few times and does it take a bit away from his game going forward? I'd say they put him on
2: him and I'd say they put Lee Keegan on Jimmy Highland and Lee Keegan will go to town on Jimmy Highland. I don't think so. No, I think that was meant to, Like, I think Jimmy Highland could cause him trouble, but I think if I'm James Horner going, Lee, that fella struggle against the dubs. He was taken out of it. Go in and do whatever it is that you do when you marry these guys and deal with them. And Mullen is made for Daniel Flynn.
0: Yeah. But
2: if, you, if the same as we say with Reid O'Neill, having not performed against Donegal the last day, there's got to be a, a... Like, if I'm thinking, if that's me, there's a mentality there going, this fella ate me the last day. Give me one more go. And if you're Daniel Flynn having been so flat, the marquee guy in the Leinster final, Ben McCormick as well, so flat, you're going, right, it's... Shit, are going off the pot here. We're Couldn't in Croker.
0: Couldn't agree I, I'm going after it. But
2: that's powerful.
0: That can be powerful. I know. I believe
2: it myself. But I, I just don't think Kildare will bounce back as well as 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 they would hope. And
1: I, I think they are better. Can you remember a time when you felt that in championship? A specific? I I don't know if you do. There's times when you're just, you know, you haven't played well, and you're just Mm. like
2: you just have a bit as sharp and you're thinking, oh, geez, was I mentally as sharp? Was I as prepared for that game as it could have been? Or oh, why did your man get the better of me? Or what was I doing differently? And it just gives you an edge. It just gives you, like, you're nearly, you're bursting out of the jersey to get back out on the pitch again. And that's the beauty of this season that it, like, like, literally a week later or two weeks later, you're not waiting seven months for the following season. This is the, these teams, this is their second chance. And that's, that's why it was surprising with Throne yesterday that, that was their second chance and they still didn't have anything yeah do you know what I mean so it's it's, it's an interesting weekend ahead because this is the, the, the final hurrah you're looking well, what study Galls bounce back from such a they will be raging losing that Ulster final but you're looking until there like it was diabolical in the Leicester final against Dublin it wasn't they were just they were nicked they put in a good performance and there's things that they were all over the shop all over the pitch and I, I don't think they can turn all of that around in time. I just think Mayo are a better team, despite Mayo's flaws that
1: we see on Saturday against Castlebar. James, if Mayo was to come true at this test, sort of beaten Monaghan, and they've now beaten Kildare, will they have done enough to change your tune going into an all-around quarterfinal? <laughs> Mayo and his new Toronto. <laughs> I know, that's what <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> it at. Oh, it's unlikely. Six months <laughs> to them, is, is, it unli- is it unlikely? To change my opinion on them, like with a win against, with a statement win against Clare, what do they have
0: to do to, yeah, to change their mind? Sta- they do, they need a statement. And what they is that? They need, it's, it's up front. It's up front. They need to, to be slicker. They need to be, they need to be more in tune with each other. I, I don't even know who's going to be 11, 14, 15. I, I, you wouldn't know who their main men are at the moment. Mm. It's kind of, it could be anyone. So yes. I don't think they have the leadership up front that when it comes down to in a big, big game that they're going to be able to be dragged out. And going down through the years, that Mayo team has been incredible at that. Do you know, they've come back in massive games, shown unbelievable leadership, unbelievable personality. I think that that was one of their X factors and that's missing from them at the moment. I think that Kildare can get at them. The thing is, is that Kildare management would have earned their, not earned their money, it's not getting paid, <laughs> but they would have, <laughs> they, would have the their, team, they would have shown their, they would have shown their steal over after that game from directly in the dressing room after that Dublin game to the Tuesday night or whenever they went training again, was it a case of, oh my God, what went wrong, Do you know, blah, 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 depression central or was it a case of, park that, that was an absolute one-off, let's go back at it again. And if it was the second one, then they have a great chance.
1: You don't think, you don't think, Paddy, that the Clare management on the Tuesday may have been pointing fingers at the players or will they have been pointing fingers at themselves?
2: No idea. I have no idea. I, I just... I have no idea. You're kind of guessing there. And I've been in situations where you've lost games and the players kind of take it on themselves. Situations where management are eating you out of because you haven't executed a game plan. Look, I don't think there's any doubt. There's no way Kildare set out, I feel, to be that completely open against Dublin. I'm sure Glenn Ryan and Anthony Rainbow and these guys would have had a plan that we're going to try and manage this. And for whatever reason, whether it was nerves, whether it was Dublin being really good, whether it was Kildare just not performing at all, there could be a myriad of reasons why it didn't go well, but mm. they have to park that. I just remember listening to Glenn right after the game, and he couldn't even put his finger on it, which suggests that, that that's not what we sent these guys out to do. We didn't go just off you go and double score five goals in the first quarter. So they're, they're, Kildare will improve from that. I get that. But I, I think it's a hard one to call, lads, because Mayo on Saturday, right? It was the most Mayo performance I've. It was just vintage Mayo. Out of there's 10 shots in the first half, they score 1 7.
1: Yeah.
2: And you're going, hold on a second here.
1: Yeah.
2: What is happening with Mayo here? Because we Mayo are not a clinical team and they never have been. And that's probably been their Achilles heel in terms of trying to win all Ireland's that when push comes to shove, they just have not been able to shoot the lights out. And you're thinking in the first half, they mix up their game plan. They have their running game. Ushi Mullen is back. Matty Ruan, for the first time, is kind of back playing well. He's had a couple of quiet games. Killian's kicking scores. His penalties are unbelievable. We get that. And you're just thinking, Jesus, they they're mixing it up. They're kicking the ball long. They're running the ball. They're causing havoc. <laughs> and then the third quarter is... But
1: they went 28 20, minutes without a score.
2: 21 minutes. They, Killian gets a point at the start of the second half, yeah. they have five of the next shots in this game. Oberg Lachlan's, uh, James, you're talking about two kick passes over the team. That was a classic example. Headley hits Orb, yeah. log. Orb hits Killian O'Connor, log. And all of a sudden, Monaghan are all at sea. And it comes to Oberg McLaughlin, and you're just like,
0: side foot it, side foot it.
2: Sheer panic in his face. Ooh. I'm going to hit this as hard as I can. Like Began couldn't not save. Began yeah. got the tr- it was straight out of He missed <laughs> yeah. that. But then Orb misses. The next There's attack, your the lad misses. Then Paddy Durkin misses. Then Headley misses a free, and they're thinking
1: Keegan missed too. Yeah.
2: This is Mayo all over again. They could have won four there and be eleven points up, and the game mm-hmm. was over. And they're thinking ten minutes ago they were uber efficient, and it's like this is this is Mayo in the mix now. And then they have a twenty-minute period where they can't score. They literally cannot kick snow off or up and they're going, Lads, how many times have we been here before?
0: Yeah, exactly. So it, it was the start of the game, which was the was the outlier. Like, the, oh, totally, to get, that, that's they to or not eighty
2: percent. Yeah, for them, to
0: are yeah, not Yeah, they're not.
2: That's the exception to the rule. Yeah, it was. and then it comes down the stretch, and they're five points up going into the time. <laughs> and it, they they lose the game, and they're fortunate to get out. But I just think their experience that they have, they could hit a purple patch and manage a game to get through against Kildare. Durkin's return, Paddy Durkin gives them. Serious, he gives them a score and threat, and he's an energy from the giving
1: back. Giving them punch, though, they yeah. felt like yeah. they had punch and McLaughlin, McLaughlin as well. Yes, McLaughlin
2: was excellent, bar his, his aberration for the goal.
1: I think, Hessian, I, I, just lads, think I think Hessian adds a lot to him going forward as well. I think he's another add a bit of pace coming from the back. Like, let me just give you this list, right?
2: It's just on it. Sorry, I don't know, he gets a battle. I hate those shades from out in a long time, really. Despite a couple of misses in the second half, which are starting to creep into his game, he's probably forced to things. But his first half performance, he was back to his best. Henley's kick out to goal, give them an option. Another game for Killian. I, 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 I back a Mayo this game. Mayo will be there. That, Henley, is worth, Henley
0: is worth Henley's worth three or four points. He oh yes, yeah. He'll score the freeze and he's more accurate on the kickoff than the vast majority of fellows in the country. Never mind the county. Yeah, yeah, very true. That, I was, that was the point I was going to get
1: to. I was going to list it out to you. Henley and goals. A full back line of Hessian, Mullen, and Keegan. A half back line of McLaughlin. Cohen and Durkin I would have, have a feeling that Jordan Finn will be back for the next game and he would be in midfield with, with Ruan Aidan O'Shea will slip into the half forward line obviously he won't play there he'll play a lot deeper then you've got Orm. I, I liked Orm at 11 I have to say it may not yeah. have been the most I, th- I think there's a bit of a playmaker element there adds a bit of a kicking um, element to their midfield as well Kearney the big boy played full forward if Ryan Donahue isn't back would you stick with that? he doesn't look like the most natural of full forwards
2: he got a lovely score in the first half there, but look, I think he's probably going to have to play. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Ronaldo going to be back from a groin injury mm. and not it out at all
0: today. Yeah. Playing yeah. seven days it's later, definitely I wouldn't think. start. Anyway. there. It's, it's a massive okay. ask.
2: If he was twenty six and he got ten minutes at the end there, he would be taking right. They might force this through, but yeah, I think it's too soon, particularly for a forward with a groin injury. They're a slow. One. You can't take risks with them.
0: I think that I think that Kildare will target Cohn. Okay, because they have McCormick to slip in there. They'll keep him high. Cole won't be on McCormick.
2: Well, you know, I don't think they can afford... That him.
0: means they're taking him out of centre-back and he's not a wing player and he's not a midfielder. I think, not a he'll, I think he'll
2: sit in front of the full-back line and kind of protect against Daniel Flayne and Jimmy Hoyle because they're going to try and hit those boys. So they're going to try and sit him there. Ed O'Shea might drift back as well. It might be Thurman O'Connor and uh, Ruab. midfield. Will they cheat I, off Cribben? I think dangerous I think, as well. I know? think maybe Durka could be the man for, for Ben McCormick and try yeah, and get a goal. Go
0: but I think the Kildare will try and get someone good on Cohen okay. because I don't think his marking is as good as the other Mayo backs and sense central this... position. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Now he's an excellent leader, great going the other way. But if I was to say, who can we get Joy off there? Just land someone on him for the first even 10 or 15 so he can get a bit of Joy.
2: Would you think Kildare, this is what we're talking about, that they say we were so open. Against them, but we're going to bring back a tight bird or someone from maybe one of our half hours and play out with five forwards. Alex, Brown. Alex Brown. Bird. sorry, it's five birds. Sorry. <laughs> you Good clear, man. That was your right. But we'll bring someone back and play with five forwards. And that really plays into Mayo's hands and allows yeah. them to let go. So it's true. So it comes back to that bravery piece again. Exactly. Yeah. A bad defeat can one. scare
0: you into making a bad yeah. decision like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a
0: tricky one, but
2: I just think Mayo's body's back despite all their old failings, coming back in that third quarter and their fourth quarter, really trying to see out that game. And it's a different thing altogether. But I, I think they'll have too much in Croker as well. I think Cro Park suits Mayo. If this game was a Newbridge, very, 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 very different conversation.
1: I, I think so too. But I
2: think Croker suits Mayo and I don't think it suits Kildare as well.
1: Okay. They're the two winners, Armagh and Mayo, who go on to play Donegal and Kildare next weekend. The losers. Tyrone, as we mentioned, have been dumped out of the All-Ireland. I'm going to come back to that in a second. But from Monaghan, had they a right to feel aggrieved? I'm just going to read you out the quotes direct after the game. Seamus McEnany. I am not going to sugarcoat this here. We are absolutely very disappointed. We think it was a stone one penalty there at the end. We were robbed of a penalty. We were robbed of extra time. There is no grey area. listen, Never in my lifetime and I am 20 years managing teams and managing Monaghan teams have I ever complained of a referee in my life. Today it was disgraceful as far as we're concerned <laughs> and that is my immediate thought. These are huge margins. We can do everything but you can't legislate for that kind of stuff there today. How, like,
0: Paul comes in on. to
1: Leonard Keegan has his two hands on him.
0: I for would me, say... If you're not going to tackle one hand, put one hand behind his back? He sticks his hands out. I, I think it is a penalty. Oh, right. I yet. think it's a penalty But the, I
2: think the reason Bernie Cassidy doesn't give it
0: Because it <laughs>
2: No, no, not even It's a big call to give it Because it's your turbulent of injury time and it's yeah. an 11 game.
0: It is a big call But
2: Leonard kind of He just goes down straight away Yes If, if I think If he tries to push off Keegan And take a step forward Or if, even if he t- Tries to swing at it Lee Keegan is not going to let him take that shot. Guaranteed. There's no way Keegan will pull him to the ground. He will rugby tackle him. But Leonard just, he feels it and straight away he goes down. Yeah. I still think it was a
0: penalty. But there was Keegan, no, the Keegan's, Keegan Keegan's contacts didn't put him on the deck. Was, yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. It, it's it, it, the law book, everything
2: about it, even the, looking at it at the time, it was like that is a penalty. But I can see why
1: Cassidy didn't doesn't give it. give it.
2: Whereas if he just pushes off and tries to make forward progress, Keegan's gonna pull him down anyway, as sure as night follows day. But he gives him half an excuse not to give it. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't give it. And even watching on telly, you don't know if people watching on Sky, Sky called that it's given. Both yeah. early, and they're like with like an, advantage, an advantage. I think they're was... Yeah, with
0: an advantage. I don't know what this is like
2: an advantage to a penalty. Oh, he didn't give it. If, but, uh, I, could, I, could, I, I thought it was a penalty. I could okay. see why Monaghan are raging. I wouldn't sugarcoat it. Mayo were a better team. I
1: think better, so. And Monaghan were too.
2: poor. Monaghan were really poor. And like I said, that third quarter, if Mayo are in any way, anyway, they take two or three of those chances. This game, it's a nine or ten point game. Yeah. So Monaghan were poor. I don't think they can feel overly agree. But with that decision, I can understand if you're going. I'd have given a penalty. I thought it was, but I could see why Cassidy didn't give it.
1: In layman's terms, James, as Paddy is putting it, he just didn't buy it enough.
0: Yeah.
2: No, i thought talking about you it too di- much. You're dead right. I think he tried to buy it too much. He just hit the next. Oh, he
0: tried
1: to steal it. OK, OK, he's
2: ready to steal yeah, it. Play it. Talk <laughs> the truth.
0: How would he have bought it? Up? I think that, that Paddy hit the nail on the head about everything he said, except for I didn't think it was a penalty. OK. I, because That's the main thing I said. Yeah, but be, the reason that you're saying that he didn't get it is the reason that he shouldn't have got it, in my opinion. Like, he catches the ball, feels the contact, and goes, right, I'm going down. I'm going down regardless. I don't want to take on this responsibility of having to actually score a goal. Whereas if he caught it and thought goal and took a couple of steps, Keegan was bringing him down. And even if he took Nailed a on. couple of steps and then went down, but like he didn't just catch the ball and Keegan belt him so hard that he had to fall over on the spot. So I think he was too giddy, too intent on going down, didn't earn the foul, no pen.
2: But you can see Keegan obviously panics. If you're Keegan, and aid those Shea Fires that fall yeah. across you and you're like, oh my God, that's over my head. Like yeah. Keegan goes to grab him. He's, he's 100%. I think it is a foul, but he's definitely going to foul him if Leonard takes literally exactly what you're saying. goes, I'm in here. Whereas yeah. I think he just gets it as like, he can't believe his luck. He's in shock as well. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, I'm just going to hit the deck. And he did. And yeah. I think if he was honest, I'm sure Banty would have said it to him. He, like, looking at it back, he he makes no attempt to make forward progress. No. he should and, have and, just and taken that shouldn't really to- matter. Like, Keegan wraps him and by the rule book.
0: But, that but does you reckon? That gives Cassidy the excuse not to give it. Do you reckon he wraps him? Because yeah. he kind of stuck out Keegan his two hands Keegan and he goes, himself. you're you're not going anywhere. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm watching the show. Keegan. Lee Keegan watching... not letting him go anywhere anyway. No, he's not. there's no, there's no jersey Keegan pull. There's no push. Him. He's just strong. But but Keegan knows, he wraps it. He's
2: like, shit. Mm. He can't believe what's after happening. her. <laughs> Five points up a minute yeah. ago. And all of a sudden, Aid Shea plays the most Phenomenal true ball
1: his <laughs> It was, it really was
2: It was phenomenal And he's yeah. like i just think The reaction there Is just grabbed it Do not let this guy Get a shot And the fact that it's Keegan as well There's no way He's letting him shoot um, yeah. But I think Leonard Is the same He's shocked He's like I can't believe I'm, I'm in
1: I'm in yeah. And he just falls Yeah And he flicks it off then yeah, yeah.
0: I don't think he's shocked When it's not given either no, he didn't look can, shocked. He didn't look shocked. Everyone yeah. else was. Carlo O'Connell was going to try a so-called stutter. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. he
2: gave the free against him. At and the he end. gave
1: the free to the other end, yeah. I'm uh, looking at the slow motion but, replay there.
0: Tommy, give us your verdict on it.
1: I thought it was a penalty watching the replay. I thought it was a penalty. Um, I think what you're both saying is completely right. I have to admit, in the roadshow, James talks about buying freeze. I was nervous at moments during the roadshow. I have to admit that, lads. There's times <laughs> that I cut across one of you or James. At that stage, I wasn't listening. And I said something like, really, to you? And you turned to me and you're like, what do you mean you can't buy it free? And I was like, oh, God, there's 500 people looking at me and I haven't a clue what he just said. So I, I kind of doubled down on it. So what, I think you're right.
2: It's amazing your child here, are
1: you? No, no, I think, I, think, I think it was a penalty, but I think you're both right. And if I get into that position in a game this summer, by God, am I buying it? Earn it, earn it, earn and play it. it. like you yeah, to
0: earn yeah. it with a couple of steps, 100%. and then he has, no, he has the no, you're not gonna get it.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: But I'm surprised, he, like Castlebar, it was such a hard decision to make for him. But mm. when, I think it was three points was the difference. At the time. It was one,
1: it was one oh, twelve yeah. to 12, one 12 to twelve. Yeah, so it would level. I thought I had
0: just scored
2: two points in injury yeah. time. So it was there was three minutes left of injury time, and it was one twelve to
1: ten. Can, can you can you explain when you said Patty, earlier on that No O'Shea had one of his best games in a long time? Can you just in a minute what, what is his best game to you? Like what is that? Exactly what
2: he did on Saturday. Not he's not going to score points for you, but he was influential in transitions. Bar, bar sorry, Bar am the ball to Connor Leonard for the goal. But I thought around the middle of the field, I thought in terms of cab the game down at different times. You'll see yeah. him. He's on the ball. It was real leadership from him. Breaking tackles. A man who were putting big pressure on. Him, because they were chasing the game, and he's so hard that dispossess. He's the yeah, arms in the yeah. air, and he's win and freeze. And he was just—he was a, a, played a real leadership role for Mayo on Saturday. People expect, and we've said this before, Ed Sheedy needs to be running up and down the middle of the pitch. He was never—that was never his game. No, he been able to do it a bit better five or six years ago? People expect him to score five points from play. That's not his game either. What he's good at is turning the opposition over, managing the transition out of defence. And just showing leadership, and he thought mm-hmm. you did all of those things really well on Saturday. Up until that
1: point, yeah, where yeah, he that, got away with it. He got away, got with, away
2: it. with it. They all got away with Definitely. it. Definitely, they were a the better team. Like, and I know Banty, I'd be frustrated, and if the modern players, with their chances, McCarron was excellent for them in the first half, mm-hmm. drifted out in the second half. McManus, not one of his best days. He doesn't know anyone, anything. He doesn't know Banty anything, but. If he's not on form, Monaghan are struggling for scores. And you could see that in the second half. They themselves go 20 minutes without scoring. Yeah. You know, I McManus think is one from three. I think, Normally yeah. he has three shots per quarter.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: And then McCarron's quite a bit in the first half with some brilliant scores, but he's taken out in the second yeah. half. About I just do not look
1: like scoring. One of the things, one of the factors I thought watching the game as well was there was plenty of times that McCarron and McManus were back defending. I know they do that a bit anyways, yeah. but it felt like the Mayo defense were pushing them because they're all attacking. Yeah. There is one moment in the first half where McCarron's is back defending and the ball goes up and it's just Mohan on his own. And then you're thinking, what's, what's going on here? And a few minutes later, McCarron's back defending again, makes it up for the rest of the attack and scores a lovely point with the outside of the boot. But I think when those lads are under that kind of pressure, McCarron and McManus you may not have them then down the stretch. But as
2: well, well, as is 35, lads. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're running up and down, back down the pitch and he's off, he comes off at 60 minutes. You're thinking, there's one man you want in the clutch. Yeah. And it's nearly the case of, do you, does Banty say, Connor, you are the ace of the pack here and he's proven it over the last decade. Do you play the McBerty role and just go, you Stay in nearly what Terrell did with McCurley. But
0: That's what he used to do. Why are you do you used to lay yeah. a hand on a fellow? If
2: you look at McCurry yesterday, even, and he's probably thrown him and Michael McCurry were the only there, guys for Terrell. He are nearly all championship. Play. McCurry stayed at the 21. Yeah, yeah, he drifts out a little bit, but he's not
1: really defending. no, no, he's he no, he he
2: full leg. He gets an unbelievable turnover in the full back line the second half. And you go, That's that is a massive ass to keep that up with it the is. miles of the clock, especially 35 at 34. But sometimes,
0: tough. Paddy, you can be unless you're an actual good defender, you can be a liability back there. Yeah. And I know I've, I've gone back in matches before and I think that I'm doing the right thing. And just because my peripheral vision as a defender isn't as good yeah. as it should be, there's a fella snuck in behind me maybe or my concentration yeah. isn't what it is when we're attacking. And that's what happened for his black card. He was standing top of the D. He was in the most yeah. important defensive position and he's your <laughs> corner forward. And next thing, he sticks out a leg, black card into the sim bin. And that was a game changer. Yeah. So Mayo, scored one three.
2: Mayo score 1-3. Mayo score 1-3 to the no score when
1: he's in the Simbin. Yeah. it same against Galway. They made hay against Galway as well when, yeah. when they got the Simbin too.
2: Just on that, yeah. lads. You notice yesterday, right? As bad as Thoreau were, I and mean, a bit of credit here, right? They can see 1-2 in the first half
1: mm-hmm. on the spin
2: after News is gone. And McNamee hits the deck yeah. on a kicker for about two minutes. That slows it all down. And then they get momentum back and they kick a couple of points before halftime. And Richie Donnelly gets black card in the second half. 10 minutes. And I actually noticed this; it's, it's one-all during that 10-minute period. So manage manages. They have three injuries.
1: Yeah, in I didn't minute. top that.
2: Yeah. Myler goes down for about two minutes. Michael McCurdy goes down for about two minutes. Michael McCurdy goes down again for a free of the other side. Another two minutes and McCurry kicks the free. And Tyrone, despite not being... Anywhere near the levels of we expect of them, or was all in the champions last year? That's just game smarts. Yeah, <laughs> the game was going against you, kill the clock. Yeah, man. Fitzmaurice actually mentioned it on, on commentary on the Sunday game yesterday, but so it was obviously Moyers down and he's two minutes gone. And Theron managed that, and it's level on the minute. Now, Donnelly comes back on and put map pulled away completely. Then they kick three or four of the next scores and ultimately win the game, but for. For Manhattan, there with an experienced team like that, you're thinking, McManus, we're down to 14 minutes. Don't let the game get away from you here.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. It's, very, it's very good. It's very just good an interesting
2: point. thing to note uh, from Sid that you'll see. Keep an eye out for the, over the next couple of weeks as it,
1: well. Everyone aspires to that level of dark arts and cynicism and game management. Is it, game is management, it, I would call. Is it, it, it must be very difficult, though, to have everyone, him and from the same or Singing from the same hymn it's, sheet. It's experience,
2: and that's yeah. why you, you expect someone a team like Monaghan with all their experience and Banty yeah. and Shady and you associate the lads, them with it. All the, yeah. team, all the lads like they're the poster boys for it. That they be, they have that kind of management. You're looking at on the flip side, someone like like a Kildare against Dublin. They can see two of those first goals. You want four lads going down, yeah, hit the deck, lads. <laughs> Let's stop this game for five minutes if we can. And they don't. And that's inexperience. that can get away from you. And I thought Throne was one of the very few positives that they had yesterday. You could see that that any time momentum was creeping away from it was like, right, we need to get a grip of this while we can. Still wasn't enough. Obviously, you need to do more than that to, to win these big games. But there are moments where you're under pressure as a team and everyone needs to be on the same page.
1: Time is slipping away from us slightly here. But James... Your name and your phrases, your quotes were pinned to the throne dressing room wall. I'm sure all the shamanic joking, they probably weren't. But like, it, it was, I thought, very interesting that on your first podcast, your first moment as a pundit, you felt, I suppose, brave enough and comfortable enough to say, to suggest that Throne was struggling in the league. You know? Yeah. I feel like as the season went on, your opinion of them didn't change a whole pile. They're. All-Ireland Under-20 winners. They are the reigning Ulster minor champions at the minute. They're in an All-Ireland quarterfinal. They lost a clatter of players this year. They obviously had their post-All-Ireland celebrations, their holiday just before the league started. Would you expect that group to come back with a vengeance in
0: 2023? Yes, 100%. Um, they can just write off this year. It was an absolute shocker. Like there's no doubt about it. they had an unbelievable year last year. everything went their way. Um, this year they just could not get going. They looked flat, they they looked they looked listless and lifeless and it's not an ability thing again. it's just it's just they they couldn't get going. and sometimes when you keep getting knocked and knocked and knocked, you think there's going to be a bounce, but sometimes it just doesn't come. So they can go away. It's so early. It's June. They don't have to see each other for a couple of months. They can go way back to their clubs, find themselves in terms of football again. They don't have to worry about getting the cup and bringing it to this club and that club or <laughs> going on this trip and that trip. Just concentrate on your club, get yourself back right, and then you're fresh to see each other again and go at it again next year. They're probably sick to the sight of each other. They must be because the fellas are walking off the panel. Everything was going wrong for them. So it's just a case of parking that up Yeah, and we'll go again next year. I, I,
2: I wouldn't be worried about the next season, but I, I just think... From the very first game when Cavan annihilated them in the McKenna Cup, you're just thinking, right, nice. okay. Senior players are injured. I get that. They're not playing the early rounds of the league. Then you start getting players walking away from the panel. It's another, another bit of a kick. I can't... Give me one performance where Thoreau were good all year. Like Learning, I mean, maybe, I'm, But it, yeah, it was not to play for. Like get anywhere near the levels they reached last year. No. Like, and, 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 and I don't like signaling lads out, but yesterday's their biggest game of the season. And their player of the year is on the bench. He's dropped. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's nearly a symbol of how that season has gone for Tyrone. You look at their biggest player, like Matty Donnelly, Peter Hart, never really. Matty Donnelly's been injured for most of the year. And I get that. You, you, older player, owes Tyrone nothing. But he had a massive influence in that all early win last year. McGeary's player of the year and he, he sent off a couple of times he's dropped for the big games McShane they're trying to get a tune out of McShane all year they didn't they just they couldn't wait any longer he doesn't start yesterday Peter Hart to say Moiler picked picked up by Charlie Oak Burns yesterday you look at all the big games throw one last year semi-final final in particular Moiler was outstanding game changer literally a game winner no influence again Morgan missing his freeze. All of the things that went for Tyrone last year, just none of it. They did not get one break this year. And I'm not saying that they won the order because they were lucky last year, but these are the things that happened for Tyrone last year that got them over the line in the big games. And Barr, maybe McCurry being at his level, Michael McCurdy as well, yesterday's quite much. good. But, but, but outside that, like Conor McKenna gets a goal in the first minute, yes, it doesn't really have an impact after that in and out of the team all season, even in the National League. These are all the outstanding players for Toronto winning the All-Ireland last year. The hunger, the energy, the intent that they had in their play. I don't think at any stage over the last six months they've shown that at any level. And, I, and they'll know that themselves. Of the course, they did. look at the results they've had. And I think Jay, I agree with James completely. It's just, lads, take a few months after Go yeah. away, go on holiday, play with the club stuff. They'll come back refreshed next year and have that hunger and have that energy and they'll be written off and they'll have Bay and and guys like McGarry and Moiler and these under twenty guys coming into the panel bring a fresh bit of energy into it and they regroup and they'll be a handful next season. But as all Ireland defences go, not at any stage, at any stage, did Tyrone get going over the last six months and they can have no complaints and they won't, they won't have any complaints.
0: I'd say they got their timing wrong. I'd say, you know. Because of the shortened year, they thought they'd get going at some stage, and it just crept up on them, and they just couldn't. They just couldn't get it going.
2: So, in, in, the, in the fence, right, Jimmy, you have to enjoy winning the All Ireland.
0: Yes. yes. You
2: know what I mean? Yes. And it's like, and particularly for Tyrone, who hadn't won it in so long, none of those guys had won All Ireland. You've got to go and enjoy it. And I'll give an example. Dublin in 2011 were in the same situation where they won it All Ireland, having been 16 years without it. Exact same the following season. Totally flat, nearly beaten by Leash, nearly beaten by Wexford and Leicester Championship. Go out and lose to Mayo in the All Ireland semi final, then being hammered half, halftime. They kind of get it back together, but that season was like what Tyrone were having. Yeah. It was just flat all year. You're thinking it's gonna come, we're gonna get it going. Key players getting a couple of injuries, it's fine, we will get going when it matters. And it never really happened. Mm-hmm. And that can happen when a team is not used to having that success. You have to enjoy it because that's where All Ireland. For those guys, it was massive. And for the county. But they were chasing their tail from day one. And they never got it back.
1: Yeah. And
2: they learned a hell of a lot of lessons from that. Logan to do, we'll learn a hell of a lot of lessons. The players will learn about the mentality of their teammates. Because they, they were up against it at different times this year. And we don't know, but behind the scenes, I am guaranteed they were having big conversations. And they'll see how players react to that. And they learn a lot. And they get a batch of these 20s to come in nearly
1: perfect time for those guys but as this season has gone I don't scratch, it, it, it. The, yeah. scratch it it's done
0: yeah. it's well, over I said it early last year the Tyrone struggle in the league I said this early this year about next year they'll be up the top of the league next year guaranteed they'll win the league next year. Well, I'm
1: excited
0: to see them <laughs>
2: they'll I'm, all ex- the the league
0: next I'm excited
1: to see them in 2023 well we do have a bit of breaking news here on the football pod it's just been confirmed oh well, hello Another team who crashed out this week, Mead were beaten by Clare. And Andy McEntee has just confirmed in a statement to the Mead County Board that he will not be seeking reappointment for a third term. So the Mead County Board have commenced their search for the new manager. So McEntee came into Mead as an All Ireland club winner with Bally Bowden. He had brought a yep. Mead minor team to an All Ireland final in 2012. They were beaten by a very talented Dublin side in that final. He brought Mead to Division One. Mead played more Division 1 teams, odds from that in that campaign than they had played in the last 10 years of football in Championship and League. So they had more games against Division 1 opposition between the Super 8s in 2019 and that seven games the following years, 10 games. Meade hadn't played 10 games against Division 1 opposition in League or Championship for the previous decade. So it just shows you the base of where Mead football was at and where they came from. It definitely went sour towards the end, speaking as a Mead man. Um, I don't know where the county is going to go next. I think the next move is incredibly important. I think what they need to be looking at is a man and I'd like to get your thoughts on this briefly because time is against us but a management team that can look after it and steady the ship change things up a little bit for the next two or three years and that is when you hope that the two very talented teams that we have right now the group that are 18 and the group that are 19 that you'd hope that you can foster that talent and that potential and when they're 22 and 23 that potentially they'll be good to go and they'll be coming into an environment that is competing at Division 1 level more consistently. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know where they're going to go. In my eyes, I don't think there are a huge amount of people within the county putting their hands up to say, I'm the next manager. Andy McIntyre was the outstanding candidate back in 2019. And in many ways, he had a dream team around him with his selectors as well. He had uh, Finney Murta and Donald Curtis involved and and Jerry McIntyre was involved as well that first time he came around. So, I don't know what they're going to do next. Paddy, I don't know, looking in from the outside as somebody who's been frustrated by Mead over the last decade. Do you know where they should go?
2: Uh, I, okay, I don't want up my head now, no. But I, I just say for Andy, I thought he was definitely the right man for the job. The passion he has and the the family have for me football, I looked as a dub and i know the guys uh, personally as well. I thought it was right that he got the job and I thought he gave Mead a belt. There was without it, you've gone through it there. There, there was tangible progress I think it started to turn even when they were relegated in Division 1 it was tricky because kind of during COVID times mm. as well to bounce straight back up the next year they lose that game it was basically a straight shooter between Demacol there and Newbridge to get yeah. back to Division 1 they didn't perform a Leicester finals against Dublin we've seen that can happen not just Mead that's not saying it's acceptable for Mead but it's a tough gig to go into and Andy brought progress but there's no doubt that he loaned himself and the Mead fans know it it had stalled. It had probably gone a bit stale and they needed, they needed a kick this year. They needed to tr- and if you look at how the season went, purely on this season alone, they were not within an iris's roar again division two. There was a distinct gap between um, Galway and Roscommon who got out and Derry who were pushing them along the way. Yeah. There was significant drop off in standards to Meade, Cork, Clare, Offaly. So that's, it's not even stalling. It's probably drifted back a bit then you look at their championship performance. We've gone through it. The Dublin game. Bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not progress there either. And I didn't fancy them against Clare last weekend. I, I just think the way the season has gone, just the atmosphere around the camp. We're talking about it with Tyrone as all are the champions. You can get into a rough in, in a campaign and in a season where it's just, it's gone flat. Yeah. And you're, you're out of ideas. Andy's been there a long time. He doesn't know him anything, but I think it's probably the right time. And he, like, as, he, as he said himself, there was quite a murmurs last season, when how last season went, that they'll change it around. So he, he's probably under pressure to get a kick out of him this season. And it just didn't happen. And it's not just Andy, it's the players, it's the coaches, it's everyone collectively in BGA. Um, sad to see him go, obviously, but it is, a, you're right, it's a massive appointment for me. You yeah. look, and I'll say, you look at how quickly things can turn around Jerry, bring the right man in and from absolutely nowhere. Back to back promotions, win the Ulster Championship. Eddie McGinley goes into Antrim. No, he stepped away now. Back to back promotions. Mickey Hart, back to back promotions with Loud. Hasn't happened for the championship, but there's tangible progress. You yeah. get the right man in. You're telling me, me don't have the, the attention or the, thing, the raw materials.
1: The thing in me, though, Paddy, is the clubs have a bee in their bonnet about outside managers. Well, and Banty came in, and this BGA. is
2: the issue. I don't care about Beasley or If If BGA wants to be successful, you pull in the same direction. Look at what are doing. Look at what Rory Gallagher, Christian McKay, all these guys are very said. That type of shit. They don't want this. The county board don't want this. The players don't want this. The supporters don't want this. You have got no chance. You can bring in Pep Guardiola next season. And if everyone's pulling in different directions, it's going to be the same story. Get used to Division Two, get used to hiding off Dublin and Crow Park. First protocol, of call everyone is for the benefit of me, GA clubs, supporters, sponsors, players. Because I don't care who you are, you can be the world's greatest coach and you go in there. If that's not in place, forget about it. Templates are there and it can turn around quickly. But if there's people going the other directions, no one will want the job. That would be my advice because that annoys me when they're self sabotage within the county. Like, are we not here to see me, GA progress and be back to the boiling days and that type of thing? We, Dublin people want that. The Leicester Championship needs that. And look, you can take a leaf out of Kildare's book, the bounce they've got, like I don't think they're going to get through at the weekend, but bring in four of their greatest legends and all of a sudden the supporters are behind you, the sponsors are behind you, and I tell you, if you're a young player in there, you're behind the team as well. So, it is a big appointment, massive, and you've got to be pulling in the same direction from the good start.
1: Yeah, that that's I think that's a very powerful message, and I might it be might sharing, go. I might be sharing that. Like, but that is the thing I was getting to is that Banty came in before, and that was the first I think outside manager in Mead football. And I have a feeling that Mead need an outside manager this time around. I feel like we need one and get the next young management ticket ready for three years time. Personally, I don't feel like that is in the county right now at the minute. It's not like the Kerry job that went up the last day and there was three or four different tickets coming out of the woodwork. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see.
2: Garity, Tommy Dowd, and... Stick Ollie
1: Murphy Murphy in there Ollie
2: Murphy, there's your five lads. If I was a young lad of me and they were the five managers, I'd be putting my name
0: in the hat. Yeah. But I mean, even when when you say outside manager, that almost blackballs you, but it should be who's the best candidate. Whether they're from, where, no matter where they're from. True. Because there is going to be someone, some name that's going to pop up, and it's just going to put a bit of excitement back into the county. Mm. And that's what it needs. It needs a little bit of a of a flame just to get people excited again. Because let's be fair, McIntyre was completely undercut at the start of the year. With that, you know, it went around the went around the country basically that he was he was not getting voted back in, then he was. That seeps into the dressing room. That Definitely. seeps into, into players, families and right things. They're going, what's, sure. what's going on inside in your camp? You don't even yeah. know who's going to be the manager. Like it has to be, the manager has to be number one. No question marks asked. No questions asked. He has to be the main man. So when he's undercut by the county board or whoever it was, it sends a bad signal straight away.
1: Definitely. Okay, let's move on from Mead. That's their year over. That's Tyrone's year over. That's Manning's year over. Loud year's over as well. I want to get your predictions because... We have a couple of things to get through. James, you've already gone big. You've led with Kildare um, to beat Mayo. Paddy, you're gone for Mayo. Yeah. I'm on yeah. the I'm in the Paddy Andrews camp. I'm sticking with Mayo and Croker. I think they're going to prove James wrong, and I hope they convince James to back them the next time around. Next game up, Armagh Donegal. Just want the team you want. The team you're picking. Give it to me, Arma, Paddy.
2: Armagh got to learn the lists. Yeah, well, Donegal can't be as bad as we, again as they
1: were
2: against Derry. But I Arma.
1: can't back. I can't back Donegal again. <laughs> yeah, we've been burned too many times, man. Yeah, me and you in the last in the park. I think we backed Donegal any anytime <laughs> they've gone up, Paddy. I'm back so, to beat Jesus. Yeah. so did yeah. I, and I had back Derry to be thrown, so I'm sticking with Armad
0: this time, James. It's in your ball, Armaa, of course. Yeah. I think okay. we're gonna curse him, but I think that Donegal are better on paper than they are on the field at the moment, which is never yeah. which is never they're always right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think Armad that we get the hang of the kickouts they'll kick the ball more, they have scoring threat. I fancy Armagh Okay, just
1: to give a mention as well, Paddy Andrews got every single one of his predictions right last week, apart from one. Back, baby. Apart from one. <laughs> apart from one. Apart from one. <laughs> you called Tyrone to beat Armagh. Did I? No. Yeah, you did. And James was that on Monday? I don't remember that podcast on Monday, lads. <laughs> yeah. James I don't know who you got every single one of your po- uh, your predictions right, apart from one. You called for Monaghan to beat Mayo. He was only trying to wind up the crowd. Oh, yeah, I and was trying to yeah Mayo? Yeah, yeah.
0: Did I, did I back Monaghan last week, did I? You did, yeah. Remember were we agreed in the green room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
1: they're was
2: We're on our fourth yeah. yeah. point.
0: Yeah.
1: And I got every single one of my predictions right the last week, but because it doesn't it's matter.
2: Got to deck you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. No, um, right. He was nearly backing more against me than I was. Yeah, the room was very <laughs> dark, wasn't it? Yeah. So, okay.
2: Awful lot of backing of Mick Birds there at about 2 a.m.
1: Yeah, there really was. There really was. When Mick delivered the black and white pudding, I never saw our eyes light up as much after two. Yeah. Absolutely. Feed it's a point. Mick dark. comes out with the food. Always look that fantastic. okay. Harris Common. This, are, these are two teams now that Rossies. drew in the league. Are you
2: back in the Rossies? Oh, all day long. Yeah, in the Clare, but Rossies and Croker. Ross Common are going to win
1: that. That was a big win for Colin Collins and his Clare side. Mead had the hex on them in the last four or five years. They should have kicked Mead out the gate. Yeah, should have had there him was in the a fiery car room. park. It
0: comes down to conversion. If your conversion rate isn't, that is a direct link to how good you are as a team. If you're missing chances, then you're not that you're not that good. Whereas if you're scoring on the chances, you are a serious outfit. Then I think I think Ross will win that game as well. Even though I think Claire and Fairnesson, I mean, they're very solid, but Ross and more experience. Yeah, I I was I was I impressed. Yeah, I was impressed with. Elements
1: of his common game against Go. I thought Ulton Harney had one of the finest games he's played in Championship football. Ulton's been knocking around for a number of years, always played with injuries. I think he'll have a big game. I think this one will be close. I think the Rushes will shade it. I think it's the shooting The shooting, that'll make the difference. I think Claire will be better in front of the post the next time, I hope, because they do have quality forwards up there and Tuberty and Cleary and Sexton, but they're going to need to nail them next time around. Final game of the weekend Parky Cork Limerick. I'm getting in there first. I'm back in Limerick. Oh. Back in mean, Limerick to beat Cork.
2: I remember you, you said something a couple of weeks back, and it was like Limerick are the second best team in mm. Munster. It's a tight one. This what the first it shouldn't be fucking porky queen like <laughs> like playing that one in Ennis on a Saturday night. Full house. Absolutely. It's a lot more even. I think like it's an advantage to Cork having it there. Cork were great against Leo, but they're probably comfortable. I, I think Leo would probably regret not having I know they've played defensively and that's worked for them this season. Or Mickey Hart doesn't like it when they say defensively, but they've got bodies back. I think if they, they played a bit more on the front foot, they could have hurt Cork a bit more. Um, I think Cork could probably nick this one, lads. I think this is probably, I think for the, the, the success story of Limerick this season, this would be a massive win for them. The to, to get over the, like, to beat Cork and get into the next phase. It'd be but
1: huge. I, I don't I did think Lowe, Cork...
0: Did love would beat Limerick in that in the league. Yeah, they did. Loud, they them in the loud, league loud. final.
1: Turn, yeah. final Limerick, had a, Limerick had an injury or two going into like a... Brian Donovan was missing one or two others, but loud, loud at them, yeah. I just get the sense
2: of Limerick's season kind of... It was always a height the against Kerry in the Munster final, but it competed yeah. a bit after that. Okay. The fact that it's in Porky Quive, Cork getting a good win, backing up there. Well, I us back it backing up, but they they showed a bit of fight against they Did it was, They did. It yeah. kind of, I'm sure they don't think that, that sounds really patronised in a way but there was a bit there were some positives to take from that they've got their injured players back they win against loud
0: Potter's injured again though is he? did he get he got a knock came
2: off but is he I don't think it was that I, bad was I it? don't know a quick turnaround in a irritated. week if he's got yeah. a knock but well, I, I think Cork will probably nick that one. that's a tight one okay.
1: that is dead, a very tight
0: one James where are you going? I I'd love to see what Limerick have been doing since losing to Kerry do you know have they just packed it do you know they had a great year they are promoted they got to the Munster final first time in a long time was that enough for them mm-hmm. um i think if they knew they were going to draw cork after the Munster final they'd have Been bounced against go. straight away like, yeah, like it's, yeah. A it's a good draw for liberty yeah, a good draw yeah good draw for liberty and, yeah i th- i think cork could, i think cork could be have the momentum do you know okay. they didn't get the the downer against Kerry that they could have got they've won since so i ain't going to go cork at home Okay, Cork at home. There you have it. There are predictions for next week. Who would we you
1: can, go for? I went for Limerick. I went for Limerick straight away. I think Limerick. Right can beat the them. Yeah. yeah. For the Lodge. I've yeah. seen Limerick a few times. I think uh I think they're gonna get the better of them in Cork or in Parky Cueve against Cork. Okay, a couple of quick fire questions from the foot pod listeners, and then we're done. We're finished for this week. First, first one for you. Buddy, baby. Patty, first one for you. Oh, hello. Your buddy Paul Mannion. Yeah. He's gone to Boston for the summons are, are, are you? Have you been chatting to him? Is he? Is i been chatting for
2: a while back. Yeah, playing
1: uh, with Donny Boston. i
2: was chatting about a month ago. He was telling me, yeah.
1: Uh, he's excited, is he? He's
2: very excited. Yeah, he's over for a couple of months.
1: <laughs> is he working in construction or is he behind the bar? I don't know. He's, <laughs> he'll, he'll do he, is, Has he landed over
0: there? Yeah, he's yeah, over he's there now. Yeah. That's all right wrestling. because yeah. they're turning him around. They're, they're turning some amount of away at the airport. I, uh, no, no yeah. he's in wow. there
2: He's in and he's done He will be so helpful for some poor lad <laughs> On a Sunday yeah. in that championship mm-hmm. Um how's the knee? No, he's back, he's fine He's ready to rock Got to do medicals to, to get signed off <laughs> Wow he's, uh, No, he's over there Look, it's great for him He'll enjoy it uh, The Doves would love to have him Obviously with that ship sails But uh, I will i take over myself
1: and Give moral support Good, good stuff <laughs> I don't
2: think i get the transfer fee He'd be getting
1: them Oh, would you go over and play a bit of ball? Because that's the second question. Would James or Paddy follow Paul Mannion to Boston or Chicago this summer? It's a wonderful city. I studied there. That's coming in from Nicholas Stone.
2: Is this, is this an offer, is it? I don't
1: know. Put a number on I the table. Think. James is too much of a club <laughs> man, I think. The <laughs> yeah, James. No, too- I would.
0: I never got to go. I was supposed oh, to you, go once. Leader yeah. yeah, yeah. was going to go. So I I'd, definitely not this year, but I think about it. All right, maybe next year. Cool. Paddy?
2: Life gets in the way. We're a bit older, though, doesn't it? Does I suppose ah, well, I'm
0: still only 29? I could work remotely so from Boston. <laughs> you absolutely could. You absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the work scenario on. is like some fellas go over there for the summer and they're working like dogs. Like, mm. I wouldn't, that, I wouldn't would, that would be No, that would like I, no. some of those, and then going through Three days, days
2: on, five days, days off would be my battle there.
0: Work-life <laughs> balance is
1: very, very Work-life good, football yeah. balance Very important yeah. Balance, yeah. Well I do I agree with Paddy I feel sorry for whatever Defender comes up against Paul Madden Is it 13
0: in Boston Yeah think.
1: Well yeah I think so Yeah, I got a lot of dustins In Canton GA grounds in Boston In 2012 I was 19 I was played in Centre back Corner back I was in trouble Yeah Any
2: offers there For my friends In Chicago Boston
1: Okay Tweet Okay Get back to Patty. His DMs are open A second one for Patty. Owen O'Donnell called into yeah. the Dublin senior football squad from the hurlers. A, what position will he play? And B, most important, most pertinently, will Owen O'Donnell's addition to the panel anger some of the current reserves?
2: No, I don't. I don't think. So. I was surprised to see it. It's a unique situation. Obviously, with the hurlers go out, like athletically, he's spot on. His mm. size, his aggression, his speed. But lads, like. He's never played at that level like, to come in in the middle of the championship. I think it's, I think in terms of the energy, a new guy like that coming in, and like he's, he's a real leader for the hurlers coming into the panel. There's a bit of a buzz there around training. There's obviously a couple of injuries in the defence, so he's another body for that for, for games and drills and stuff like that. I, I don't know, but had on heart, I'd be surprised if he plays yeah. championship minutes. Like yeah. that's a massive ask for a player. Like never played a minute at any level senior football for Dublin. Yeah, to come in. We're at the All Ireland series. I think it's it's a good thing for the squad to have him in. But I'd be I'd be surprised if he sees any action. It's an
0: he's interesting. He's not going to be better than Rock Costello or Khan. So I mean, like he might play in the backs. Is he? I think like, he's he's full, full forward.
2: Well, he's full
1: forward in football club football. With uh, yeah. is he? What club is he but in? Whitehall. But oh, Whitehall. Uh, Costello's club. They obviously have their reasons. Yeah. To it's an extra body. His yes.
2: attitude, his personality would be positive around around the place, but I think it'd be a massive ask for him to play minutes in the championship. Yeah.
1: Like oh, if okay. this was the start it. of the
2: season, he goes through a whole world cup and that's the league. Yeah. He's never played any of those games. To go in like Dublin's next to could be could be or could be Arway, or something. Like it's the step up is is too vast in that space of time.
0: Yeah. In my okay. opinion. Um, yeah, I think they
1: interesting
0: one. Yeah, they're no. taking him now. I think they're taking him now, so he Would won't it, go back with the Earlers
1: next year. Could be. It's an interesting one. Yeah, it's one to keep an eye on. Um, a good few questions in, and we've already covered it, so we won't get back into it. But Nigel wants to know what your thoughts are on the bizarre call to bring Roscommon, and Claire, and Mayo all the way to Croker on a Saturday afternoon. I'm with Pat-
2: you, Nigel. I'm backing you up, baby. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Pat <laughs> Mack wants there. to know why bring Mayo supporters to Crow Park? Patty has your back. He agrees. Ronan Hurricane, the Talchon Cup and backdoor games have already been very, very competitive. Does that mean that the Talchon Cup is already successful? Are we giving it the thumbs up? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's only got to get better.
1: Great stuff. I can
2: see on that and I know we'll touch on it next week. I'm looking at a Cavan Westmead final. Ooh. 100%. I feel off, it'd be great to see off leader. But, like, that will be it's massive for all the counties. You look at what happened in Carrick and Shannon the other day, you look at those teams going to Croker in two weeks' time. There'll be, more, I'll tell you, there'll be more crowd at the Talton Cup semi finals in two weeks' time than there will be in the All Ireland qualifiers this Saturday.
0: Yeah, I think that's church. a huge moment for those counties to see what kind of a backing they have because obviously we all want to see them play in front of crowds. The crowd has to come out now and support the players, like. Maybe I'll tell it
2: up and go to those games. Go Have a crowd are going to be there but for Sligo go back in Croker yes massive Offaly and Westmead are usually in Croker playing the dubs in a the Leicester quarterfinal and they're not it going to
0: Offaly will bring a crowd definitely. Yeah. Yes. Lightning will have him He'll have get, bosses interstates to bring fellas to that yeah, game. We'll be, we'll be we'll previewing get a for
1: that game. Get a no, for that. You're, i you're worked right. those games. I'd you rather will. get those two. The two of you should be working those games. <laughs> we will be talking about the two Touching cup semi-finals next weekend. We will be reviewing the four qualifiers we have this weekend and by next Monday when the podcast comes out we should have the All-Ireland quarterfinal draw in the football. So, yes. Paddy and James, pleasure to be back on with you again. Thank you very much for joining us on the Football Pod once more. Thanks, us. Thank you to everyone who listens in. As always, we really appreciate your support. We will see you on the road again soon. Oh, Paddy and James, enjoy the
2: rest of my holiday, lads.
1: Enjoy the week. Talk soon. See you, you later. Bye.